Welcome back to History List. Let us now enter Europe's Age of Enlightenment, a period in which reason was hailed as above all the principal guide for human affairs. This era championed freedom of thought and speech, the dawn of religious tolerance after the long wars of Catholic and Protestant religious persecution, and an individualism that dictated the need to question all authority. German philosopher Immanuel Kant said it succinctly in his essay, What is Enlightenment? Enlightenment is man's emergence from his self-imposed immaturity. So many great thinkers emerged from this era. The amusing champion of tolerance, Voltaire. The philosophers who tried for human society to discover laws as immutable as Newton's. Jean-Jacques Rousseau and Montesquieu. Indeed, France was the epicenter of this vibrant activity of the 1700s. But for our purposes, let us head south to Italy, and one of the most overlooked but critically important thinkers in world history who exemplifies this age of reason as well as any of the aforementioned philosophes. Since time immemorial, the state had put people to death as punishment for their crimes. We saw this all the way back with the first written law codes of Hammurabi and others. From the Aztecs to the Chinese, the French to the Mughals, the practice was universal. As Camus stated in his excellent essay written centuries after the Enlightenment, for centuries, the death penalty, often accompanied by barbarous refinements, has been trying to hold crime in check. Yet crime persists. John Gardner, in discussing the life and times of the English poet Chaucer, describes the grisly horrors of the age preceding the Enlightenment. Public hangings, beheadings, burnings at the stake, drawing and quarterings, public whippings, blindings and castrations, or of imprisonments in chains and darkness without hopes of deliverance, or of trials by combat, or of torturings. Such grotesque displays were the norm throughout Europe, with regional variations, the world. Enter a Milanese author, painfully shy, by the name of Cesare Beccaria. He wrote one great work, but it was the first salvo in the history of reforming the justice system and reconsidering how we treat the condemned. From the upper classes, Beccaria was versed with Enlightenment writings and ideals and graduated from university in 1758. At the age of 26, he published his masterpiece, and besides a few pamphlets, his only real work, On Crimes and Punishments. This was a radical document. First off, he argues that punishments should fit the crime, and are not to be met out as forms of retribution. He stated that punishments were to be met out speedily, in a way that was a preventative discouragement for others, the goal being to lessen crime. Yet he went a step further and was one of the first authors ever to argue against the death penalty. 
Unlike other forms of punishment, Beccaria pointed out that the death penalty, like Camus echoed years later, does not have a preventative effect. Passions are the opposite of reason. No one who is temporarily insane is going to be put off by the idea of the death penalty. And further still, Beccaria declares the state, as an institution, has no right to put people to death. In the process of writing his masterwork, he even portends the later philosophy of utilitarianism, often making arguments about the utility punishments and criminal laws have with regard to the state. We can see the influence of Beccaria's ideas on the American Constitution, written a few decades later. In it, there is a right to a speedy trial and the prevention of inflicting cruel and unusual punishments in the Eighth Amendment. In his own lifetime, once his work was a popular success, Beccaria traveled to France to meet the Enlightenment philosophes. But his discomfort with social gatherings dampened his reception, and so he headed home to Italy, where he had an academic career and proved a useful reformer of criminal and judicial law. 250 years later, the world continues to debate the enlightened ideas of Beccaria. Much of the world has in fact abolished the death penalty. The first state to do so, the Grand Duchy of Tuscany, in Beccaria's native Italy, outlawed the practice, along with torture, in 1786, eight years before Beccaria died. The Age of Reason began demanding these changes, as Michel Foucault observes. Protests against the public execution proliferated in the second half of the 18th century. It betrayed tyranny, excess, the thirst for revenge. As we will see, reality did not live up to Beccaria's goals, even during the Rational Enlightenment, and certainly not today. The United States remains one of the 54 holdouts alongside nations like Saudi Arabia, North Korea, Somalia, Afghanistan, and Iran that still allows the state to kill people. Even despotic countries like Russia have largely ended the practice. And that's where we turn to next time on History List. <laughs>